Welcome to the Out of Home Insider, the loudest voice in Out of Home. And today we've got a really special guest, somebody that I connected with not too long ago, and he's a relative newcomer like a lot of us are to Out of Home, but he's not a newcomer to technology, user experience, and he's absolutely changing the way that we interact with Out of Home Advertising. I've got none other than Stedman Cleveland from Tada. Stedman, thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Tim. I really appreciate it. For sure, man. So as soon as I saw the write-up on your tech, I thought this makes a ton of sense. Originally described as the Shazam for billboards for anyone that remembers the Shazam app, right? I'm in the bar and I hear my favorite song come on and I go, ah, oh, who's this artist? And I could just play it and listen to the song and it tells me who the song is. You've got an app that's sort of like that for billboards, but to understand what you've got and where you're at today, I think it's good to start with where you came from and your life's changed a lot over the last 10 to 12 months. Is that a pretty fair statement? Yeah, yeah of course. Um, yeah, just to go back to um, the origin story of kind of where we started. Um, it was actually a trip that I took to New York. Uh, I was kind of taking a you know, sabbatical, if you, if you could say, of uh, discovering what my next project would be. Um, and from doing that, I decided to take trips. So I went to Columbia, uh, New York, uh, a couple other places here in the States. And um, that's kind of where Tadat started from there. Um, I was uh, interested in going to a Broadway show because that's what you do in New York. Absolutely. And yeah, what show were you going to go say? I know nothing about Broadway. <laughs> so that was the whole point. I, I decided I'm going to step outside of my hotel, walk down and see what, you know, they're advertising on the billboards and kind of go from there. Um, and so as I was walking, I found one that I thought was, was interesting or something that I could, uh, was, was interested in watching. Um, but I couldn't find more information about that billboard itself or the outdoor advertisement. Went to Google, uh, went to Fandango actually originally because that's where I buy movie tickets. Um, and you know, couldn't find any information about that show. And I thought that was, a uh, weird or interesting to say the least in terms of, um, not being able to access information from outdoor advertisement. Oh, you good? Uh, yeah, no, just in general, just to add on to that point, um, the, the uh, time period that I took spending looking for the information, I eventually did find it. Um, it actually came from the hotel concierge that told me, this is where you go to purchase Broadway show tickets or get discounts and stuff like that. And so all that fragmented information um, that was out there, it was, it was, you know, disconnected and I'm a product technology person by trade and I had to solve it. So. Look, it, it's a topic that we've covered on the show, you know, and I'd say extensively, but the way you just described it and what we're going to get into today is I feel like we're just scratching the surface of we, we come up with a great campaign. We've got great creative, the message is on target. We love the format and everyone's excited and we don't look at how the pieces work together. We forget about the user experience of, all right, so now you got somebody to think about coming to your show. You've got a multi-million dollar production and you're spending tons of money on advertising, but you made it impossible for somebody to do business with you. You didn't make it easy. And how many businesses do we see today that 
their entire business model is built on making it easy. They may not be the best at what they do, but they make it very easy to spend money. So for an advertiser, being able to connect the advertising with the potential user that's interested, it's pretty important to the process, right? Right, yeah, bridging that gap, right, between the point of interest where that viewer saw that out there advertising and then what, what types of information that they're interested in. Uh, companies, let's take, a, for example, a Netflix. Uh, they, they ran a campaign with Netflix as a joke, right? So um, is that for, let's say, a TV show or is it to download the app? What is the call to action from the outdoor advertisement? That's really what we focus on is kind of bridging uh, that gap in between the point of viewer interest and the, the advertising from there. Makes sense. So, so does somebody need to have the app to sort of access the way you, you tie an advertiser to a consumer? Or is this something where I, I walk up and I get pinged with an ad? Is this, how, how, do, I, how do I start to interact with a billboard? Yes, yeah, so there's a gamification portion um, to the application itself. Um, so the users or the people who have downloaded the app, you do have to have the app downloaded. But from there, we actually guide you to the nearest Tadai enabled billboard. And for getting within a, a view of that billboard, um, you're able to earn points for doing things like watching product videos or shopping for items, even if you didn't make a purchase or um, looking at any other product related materials that the advertiser um, was trying to advertise to you. Um, the whole concept was kind of flipping the outdoor advertisement uh, industry on its head, so to speak, um, meaning we're changing passive uh, advertising or passive awareness of outdoor advertisements into active engagement by gamifying that experience. So it, it so it's a really interesting concept, right? So let's say I download Tada and I can go on the app and I see, hey, there's 11 Tada enabled campaigns in my area, and I'm going to be incentivized as a user to go see these billboards. Is that's that's fundamentally correct? Correct. So yeah, and then yeah, once so I'm there, I have I can do things. I, I don't just I can't I can do more than just look at the billboard. Right, right. Yeah. So you could watch um you could watch a video um from the advertiser. Um there could be exclusive content that you can get. Oh, uh, every now and then we, we, um, we, we give you prizes, right? We select random uh, people that says, hey, you earn five times the points you would have normally earned or tickets to a movie or tickets to a, to a show. Um, there's, there's a lot of different ways we want to uh, kind of give out prizes. We kind of think of ourselves as Willy Wonka in a way. We, <laughs> we want to give out golden tickets to everyone. I dig it. So you're incentivizing users to get people onto the platform, right? You want to get as many users on there. And do you, do you have a defined target audience for that? Do you, do you have an understanding like, okay, we think it's going to be this segment of the population and here's why that segment's important. Or do you think that this can be a, a mass market thing? Well, the, the get paid to market isn't, isn't something new. There have been other applications, let's say a Shopkick where you scan items in a store and you earn points and they can be converted to gift cards and things like that. So there's already, and also Ibotta is another one, but there's, there's already a, a, a segment of the population that do like to get paid to market. 
Um, we like to think of Tada in two ways. One, there is a get paid to um, segment to it, but then there's also the utility of it, right? So for instance, going back to my story, I wanted to purchase tickets to the Broadway show and I wasn't able to purchase those tickets. So, um, or at least in enough time that could have converted me to a customer. I actually had to go talk to the concierge for the hotel to understand where to purchase Broadway show tickets. And so um, the utility of it and the gamification portion of it, I believe that, you know, yes, there is a segment of society that likes to get paid to, but there are people that may just be interested in what is this TV show or what is this movie? Um, I'm located here in Los Angeles, California, and there's always new TV shows and always new movies coming out. There's a lot of different mediums on how you watch it, right? And so it could be on Hulu, could be on Netflix. I don't know. And so we kind of guide that, that person um, in terms of utility to being able to figure out how do you actually engage with that content. I love it. So let's say, let's say that Netflix has just released their next original series and they've got a billboard up in LA that's, that's on the Tada platform and I see it and I see on my app that it's a Tada billboard or maybe there's something in the corner that tells me, hey, download Tada to get exclusive early access content. But I see this, I go onto my Tada app and maybe I get exclusive trailers or like you said, that, that, that exclusive content, bonus content. In the case of being in the city and seeing a show, maybe I would be able to see you know, reviews from other people, you know, video testimonials from somebody that says, hey, I just saw the show and it was awesome and my wife and I had a great time and I recommend you go see it. And you could also sell tickets right there. So, right. okay, so... That, I mean, I think it just makes sense for everybody to do uh, on every campaign. But you're in L.A. right now, and, and I know that you just did your first really, your, your first probably full campaign, and, and you got some pretty interesting insight that you're able to put, a, put a case study together. Let's talk about that. So you worked with a, I guess for lack of a better word, like a boutique-type shop. In LA, is is that about right? Yeah. So there's there's a um, here here in Los Angeles, there's a uh, kind of fashion boulevard of Fairfax District for streetwear brands. Okay. Uh, you can find your Supremes. Um, you can find your uh, 100s. Um, there's a, there's a lot of different brands on the street, but one of the brands there is a Golf Wing, um, created by Tyler the Creator. He has a giant mural that spans one of the walls of his uh, of his store, um, and that mural attracts a lot of people um, to take Instagram pictures, right? Uh, and so, you know, utilizing him was, or at least that mural was uh, interesting in the sense of how many people are actually coming, right, to take pictures with that mural, yeah. or um, or were they interested in purchasing products? He literally has a line out the door waiting for people to get in there almost Saturdays and Sundays. And so, um, you know, we, we thought that was a, a interesting case study for us. One with uh, Tyler, the creator being so multifaceted. He's a, he's a music artist. He's a fashion icon. He has content creation um, in terms of his mu music videos. And so it, it allowed us to have a lot of different data points that we could collect um, and kind of, you know, broadcast that, uh, broadcast that data or showcase that data. Uh, to advertisers. 
And what the data tell you, you got a five tool player like that with an engaged audience across multiple things, really, as we've seen modern brands that are transcending the product and becoming part of our lifestyle. And they, you know, brands are almost more representative of our values and what we believe and where we spend our money is, is sort of that testimonial. So what did you find in terms of insight from the campaign in this case? Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was interesting at first. It was kind of um, like you said earlier, people had to become aware of Tadine itself and to download it. And so um, we did do some field work or kind of guerrilla marketing in terms of making sure that people were aware of to be able to download it and where they could actually access that. But what one uh, interesting fact in the beginning was kind of the, the virality capability of it. Um, we kind of tracked people sharing the app to other people and incentivize them with, with points from there. And so um, it was interesting to see the people that we did talk to through our guerrilla marketing campaign, sharing that with other people so that they could all be entered into this um, sweepstake that we ran. Um, we did select one winner who will be announced uh, later on today um, to re receive a $100 Amazon gift card for entering in this case study. Um, but yeah, no, it was, uh, some of the data that we collected that was uh, pretty interesting was the time of day that people were actually engaging with it, which I thought was, was interesting in terms of uh, maybe tying in-person or physical campaigns around, around, that to, around that time for advertisers. what do you think the time was gonna be and what time was it? Um, so Saturdays and Sundays, at least on this street, are pretty popular. So I knew it would be a Saturday. Um, it was 2.28 p.m. That was the time. I thought it was going to be a little bit later in the evening because there's a lot of, you know, restaurants and things like that on that street um, that attract a lot of, uh, you know, people passing by. But, but, um, but 2.28, we, we honestly didn't know, to be honest. We, we kind of were just, let's see what we're going to get from it. Sure. And, you know, in any kind of information that we can wrap our head around it because we hadn't seen anything like this done in that way before. So we had nothing to base it on um, previously. And you had a lot of stuff that a Tadai user could access. You had video, you had other types of content, you had the ability to purchase merchandise. Is that correct? Right, right from the Tadai experience. What did yeah. you find from those other so, all right, we know Saturdays, 228, highest rate of engagement was around that time. What did engagement look like? Was it, you know, view length of videos? Was, were there any purchases made through the process? Did you sell stuff? Yeah, so we actually, you know, there's the aggregated data in terms of, and we, we, we exposed a sample size of 100 people, but, um, but there, there's, there's the aggregated data in terms of, um, you know, on average out of those people, 60 of those people watch. So 60 out of the 100 people watch. Right. Um, they spent about four minutes in, I believe, 45 seconds with golf wing itself, right? So that could have been across the board watching videos or shopping for items. Um, and yes, we did get uh, three sales out of 100, out of those 100 people at an average of $125 per sale. Um, so that was, that was pretty interesting. <laughs> Uh, to say the least, that people were making purchases through to them. Right. And the fact that you were able to get 60 people to view content for, let, let's call it, you know, you could call it almost five minutes, um, just for easy math, because I'm not, 
So you got a half hour of additional content beyond the exposure of the outdoor, beyond the social sharing of me taking a picture in front of the mural, beyond me going to the store and buying stuff. You had people consuming in weight content. You had people buying stuff. So for a store that's can only be open so many hours a day is to da something that would work 24 seven and I could still interact with the advertising and potentially buy stuff after hours. Yeah. So that um, we really focus on the, the, the idea that outdoor advertising started with passive awareness um, and to kind of go into a little bit of the features of the app, we actually saved the billboard. So if you're driving by it and you just saw it and you're like, Hey, I'm interested in that, but I want to watch it later. Right. We save that billboard as you pass it within the app. So one, you can earn your points later and then you can engage with that content in a safe place. Um, Damn. So, so, all right. So, so now, now you got the wheels turning. So I, I'm in a market where it's primarily that it's, secondary roadways, you know, main thoroughfares. We don't have a lot of um, pedestrian, uh, you know, structures or formats. So if I have a Tadai user in my market and I have a client who's running a campaign using the technology, they could potentially just pass this billboard on their way to work each day and go, ah, you know, that, that looks cool. That creative's cool. Or, you know, I'm due for new shoes. I'm due for new tires. And then when they get to work, they can open up the app and there's that Tada billboard that I passed on the way to work for this off-road tire company. And I can look at it and I can engage with the brand and the content and I can view, you know, videos of cool trucks doing, you know, off-road adventures with these sweet tires. That's, I mean, that's a tremendous advantage for anyone. We've talked on this show before about, you know, concepts like geofencing a billboard and continuing to serve ads to people that pass it. That's just good fundamentals. This goes a step beyond that and really creates a brand experience around that outdoor. So you're in LA, we've got one now. What's next for Tada? Because I sort of need this thing. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're actually going to introduce 100 billboards um, within the month. Um, we're hoping to get about 2,000 uh, by the end of this year. Wow. Um, we just want a lot of ways for people to earn points, a lot of uh, access points for people to engage with, and, and really to refine the product based on a lot of different levels of engagement. We spent a lot of time making sure that the app was functioning properly and talking with, you know, maybe hundreds of media operators and advertisers and different uh, spectrums, either that be sales or the the media operators in terms of creative. What we focus on is is the ADA model, um, where the attention and interest is gotten from the billboard itself. I think the creative behind billboards and outdoor advertisements is amazing. Um, what we focus on primarily is the desire and the action, right? So we want to increase that desire, increase the amount of time that the consumer is spending with your advertisement and then increase the likelihood that there is a conversion or, or an action taken from the advertisement. I love it. I love it. I think it makes a ton of sense. It's a great way, especially in a generation where we see ad blocker usage north of 50% for millennials and younger. We know that outdoor does a great job of connecting with those hard to reach audiences. 
and that those hard to reach audiences have come up in a world where social interaction is just the norm. This is how we interact with the world. So being able to bridge those two things, right, the, the challenge of how do you still get to these people with socially relevant things that they give a crap about and in a way that converts to dollars and cents on my bottom line. But how, how, how do we do that in a way that, you know, is, is scalable um, and, and can be deployed anywhere? So, so if you're a brand listening to this and you're chomping at the bit like I am and chewing on ideas right now, is this something where I have to wait until it rolls out to my market? Or if I have an advertiser that wanted to do it right now, would we just need to get adoption of users in our marketplace? How, how easily deployed is this in a market where you're not? Yeah, so we can, we can deploy anywhere here in the United States, um, you know, at the drop of a hat. Um, it, it wouldn't require uh, too much, at least on our end, on the back end. We spent a lot of time to make sure that that was possible um, in terms of our technology stack. Um, but yes, adoption in terms of centralized areas, we're, brand, we're right now currently in Los Angeles. Um, we're going to start opening it up to other major markets um, by the end of this year. So New York, Chicago, um, Texas, Florida, um, other major markets by the end of this year. But right now we're, we're kind of centralizing our efforts here in Los Angeles. I love it. I love it. So, and then in terms of and you don't have to give away any of the secret sauce, but how, how would I go about pricing something like this into a campaign? Is it, is it a cost per thousand type thing? Is it a platform? Is it access? What, what, what's, what's sort of your model? How, how would I consider this as part of a campaign? Yeah, so we want to, one, we want to ensure that people have actually gone to your billboard and we want to tie that to the specific cost. So we call it cost per engagement. So you will only be charged one time per user, per engagement. It's not like for each individual piece of content or anything like that. Um, I only right. pay if someone shows up. That's it. We <laughs> want to prove that, that we work for you. So that, that's, that's, how, that's our pricing model. Well, my friend, we call that minimizing downside risk. So uh, I think that's a pretty hard value proposition to say no to. You're only paying when somebody shows up and does the thing that you want them to do. Right? So many exactly. times we we put money out there and you know, there's the old adage that you know, 50% of advertising works, I just don't know which half. In this case, hey, listen, don't pay me unless someone actually shows up at your billboard and engages. Yeah, yeah that's, that's how I've been my entire life and my entire career um, is you know, the proof is in the pudding, right? And so you wanna prove that, that we can work for you. I love it, it's refreshing. I think the concept makes a ton of sense hearing that you know, 60 out of 100 people went to this, this you know, outdoor mural or billboard, whatever, whatever, in your imagination, whatever you want it to be. In this case, it was a mural. But 100 people showed up. 60 of those people consumed four minutes and 45 seconds of additional content, right? So it was my target audience. I got them to take an action, which was go see my creative. Once they were there, they engaged with the creative by consuming additional content. 60% of the people that showed up consumed additional content, and three of those people actually made a purchase of $125. So to be able to extend a retail location, right, which it's so heavily measured on sales per square foot, how great is it to be able to 
increase or you know or maintain your sales per square foot in times when you're not even open create that affinity with your target audience in a way that they've gotten benefit and value from by approaching out of home in a way that I haven't heard discussed and we certainly haven't discussed on this show so Stedman kudos to you and the team I think that this is killer is it available for Android coming soon? I know it's it's available for Apple. If you're listening to this, download to da. If you're listening on a Apple device, uh, what, what's what's the deal for us Android users? Yeah, so we're we're um, we've gotten a lot of requests for Android, so we are working. Um, you know, kind of pushed up our timeline to get Android out as soon as possible. It will be out um, very 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 soon. So. Um, right now, we are available in the App Store under Tada um, for iOS. T-A-D-A-W. In case you're not a magician and you didn't know how to spell Tada, it's T-A-D-A-W. Uh, if you're watching, this is, this is the download screen in the App Store, and that's what it looks like. So you already got a ton of great reviews, um, so clearly people are, are digging it. I've got a broken old samsung so uh you know i'm chomping at the bit to to get this myself but step if someone wants to get in touch with you learn more agency contacts media owners what's the best way to get in touch with you and get that type of information yeah so you can uh reach me at stedman at directly and um that's the best way to get in contact cool and what we'll do is we'll include that in the show notes below for anybody that wants to get in touch with Stebbin, learn more about Tada, talk through some different ideas. I'm sure you're, you're getting a lot of requests on, hey, can we do this? Hey, can we do that? So there's probably not a request that Stebbin hasn't heard yet, but uh, I, I, would, I would venture to guess anything you think he hasn't heard moves to the front of the line because this is a guy who clearly likes to solve problems and find creative solutions to do just that. Stebbin, thanks so much for being on the show, man. It's a lot of fun. We're going to continue uh, to monitor the growth. We're connected on LinkedIn. You've got Tada. Uh, you got the email. Is there any place else that we should be following Tada or you? You guys on Instagram? You're active on any of the other social channels? Uh, yeah, so you can find us on Instagram and Facebook uh, at Tada app. Um, so it's at T-A-D-A-W app um, on most social, social media channels. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Cool. We'll include them all below. Wish you nothing but success. Thanks so much for spending some time with us. If you found this content to be helpful, share it with someone, right? I know Stevan's going to go back and share it. I'm going to share it. We're going to get this out there and hopefully help a few people along the way to become more effective and more efficient with their advertising. Stevan, thanks again, man. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, Tim. For sure. We'll talk to you soon. To everybody else, we'll see you next time.